So not knowing what he sounds like, how to hear him, how would I know? How mm-hmm. would I know? How do you know? Well, if you don't have that relationship with God to where you know his voice, he speaks to you, you speak to him, you know for sure when he tells you something that it is him and it's not man telling you or Satan whispering in your ear. Hello, my name is Latoya Deshus and welcome to The Orpore. This is your podcast for spiritual insight from a Bible-believing, tongue-speaking woman of faith who has been called to such a time as this. If you are looking for spiritual encouragement grounded in the truth of God's word, then have a seat and relax as I pour the oil of gladness according to Psalm 45, 7. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companion. Hello, God's Bride. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Orpor. So the more and more I realize that this is for the Bride of Christ, the more I realized when I take these episodes the way I take them, how they are all catered to preparing the bride. And you all know, yes, I am talking about God and his church. I am talking about Jesus and his church, the church that he is coming back for, one that is unspotted, one that is unblemished. Catch this. Please catch this episode. In this episode, my friend talks about the 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 in a in a crucial moment in a trying time she had to pray and ask God for forgiveness to forgive and then she had to pray and ask God to forget I'm reading this awesome book right now by Charles R Swindoll and it talks about improving your serve and in this book he calls the believer a servant and he talks about the believer being a forgiver And he talks about the believer being a forgetter. And I've heard time in my own atmosphere, in my own circle, I have heard, oh yeah, you can forgive, but you can't forget. That's not the way God asks us to do it. We are to forgive and we are to forget. We are to hold no record of wrong whatsoever. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. If you want and you have that Boaz to just respect and understand that the whole purpose, the sole purpose of that man. Wait, is- wait I want to say, sorry to interject, right? Mm-hmm. What if you don't have a Boaz? What if, like, what if he's not like a Boaz, right? Like, you know, Boaz, he came and he was her kinsman redeemer. What if you're married and he's not like a Boaz? He doesn't look like a Boaz. He doesn't sound like a Boaz. Um, it doesn't look like a Boaz. What about that? What about a situation like that? A situation like you, you that still I did submit? have. Do you I, still I, submit? You still submit, right? You still yeah. submit because like you said, you're not submitted to him. You're submitting to the Lord. So by doing what you do to the Lord anyway, it yeah. just so happens that he's in that position. I've had that, right? Yeah. To where that looked nothing like what I have right now in this marriage. Completely, completely different. Yeah. But you have to be able and, you know, a prophet once told me and I didn't understand. I was so young in Christ, so young. 
so so young a little baby (laughs) still drinking milk and she told me pray to god to ask him to send you a husband so not knowing what he sounds like how to hear him how would i know how Mm. would i know how do you know well if you don't have that relationship with god to where you know his voice he speaks to you you speak to him you know for sure when he tells you something that it is him and it's not man telling you or satan whispering in your ear Mm. And that's how I got in that first marriage. Because I was like, well, you know, baby father died and I'm dating this guy. Obviously, if he died and this is the only guy left, then yes, I'll marry you. Mm -hmm. Come to find Mm -hmm. out that's not who God had for me. But God loves you so much that even in that moment when you made that choice and chose who you thought was he, he was the one, right? That the moon you know, sets on and the sun rises on. You thought that was him, but that's not really who God had for you. And, you know, to leave that marriage and to just think, I will never, ever get married again. I'm just going to focus on me and my kids. I don't need a man, Lord. It's just us. And then to hear, this is your husband. I rebuked that right away. I was like, Lord Jesus, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I said, Satan, I know that you can sound just like him. And I say, I see you and I recognize what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then my husband heard the same thing. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. So that took a while because I was still fighting that because I'm like, Satan, yeah, you ain't going to get me this time. You got me the first time, but not the second time. I recognize and I am going to fight it to the end. Mm. Wow. And, you know, you get this good guy. And this is who God has for you. When I tell you that we have been destined to be together all this Mm. time. Wow. His family is from where my family is from in Haiti. Um, Didn't even know that we played together as toddlers. His mom knew my mom. They would go and sell like food and stuff together. Wow. We went to high school together. Yes, I had a crush on him, but still all that other stuff was lost in memory. All of that was gone. And, you know, I say this to say that everything that I went through, all my past, everything that happened, good or bad, it led me to where I am right now. Mm. In this moment to where I am, to where I met him, to where God said in church, this is for you. This is your husband. And then God told him, and again, he was dead than I was. He was dead, completely dead, because he took that and he ran with it and said, yes, Lord, you say this is my wife, I got you. I mean, he was like, we, I didn't even make it official that we were even dating. Well, Deanna was acting up, okay, family meeting. I was like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, partner. I know this is dating. <laughs> I never said I'm your girlfriend. What family meeting is there to have? He said, were you not there? Did you not hear what I hear? And I said, well, you know, Satan, Satan speaks too, you know? Yeah. I said, it could have been him. Shoot, who knows what he's trying to do? Get me rabbled up in some stuff that I don't need to be up in. And I said, you know, he can speak. And until I get word otherwise 
then yeah and he was like but you already got it you got the confirmation you heard it and i heard it that's confirmation right there and he said you know what it doesn't even matter what paper says i don't even need paper to be your husband because god said it and it's done wow i was like whoa i'm like yeah we're gonna have to look in the bible get some scriptures i need to (laughs) i'm like we need to call some pastors we need to find out if this is facts if this is actually how things happen yeah because i'm like yeah i'm not gonna accept that like that i need to know i need to to do my research you need to do research i know what you heard i know what i heard but still yeah i need to make sure i need to know like i know that that's what it is. Mm. Ooh, so good. But so yes, good. Sa- Satan is always there. He's always waiting. He's always waiting. He's right around the corner. And he was there after we got married. R- literally right after we got married. We had an argument in the apartment. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to take this. I can go back to where I came from, get a job, and I could annul this marriage and we could be done. And he was like, did, did you put this together? And I'm like, Whoa. no, I, I, didn't, I didn't put this together. He was like, so how can you be done with something that you did not put together? I didn't go looking for you. You didn't go looking for me. Oh, wow. So I'm like... Did that not stop you in your tracks? It took me a while. It's like the knock a win out of you, like, wait, what? What? It took it took me a while. So that used to be that used to be like the running joke for for the longest time. You say you're leaving, where are you going? Mm. Did God release you from me? Mm. Wow. Cause he was the one that put us together. I didn't go looking for you. You didn't go looking for me. I, I like that because um, I feel like we can take that into all situ- a lot of situations, not just in marriage. Like, for instance, if um, even when you share your testimony of how you got your house, right, even though you kind of got to go looking for the house, yeah. it's like the way that it happens, it just like, it just falls into place where it's like not something you're like, like you're trying, it's like you get to the end, right? And you're like, hmm, and you just kind of let things be and you watch as they fall into place. Well, that's the work, right? Yeah. That's the work that you got to put in, right? Yeah. Walk by faith kind of situation. Yeah. And And you didn't close yourself off. It always says you can't just pray to God and then just sit there and go, okay, God, I'm waiting for it to happen. Well, where's your work? So your work at the time was like, because you guys met at the, where was it again? Um. The whole time while I was going through the divorce, I was praying religiously every month I went into the prayer closet my first month's prayer was for um to forgive then my next month was to forget and then my next month was to to help me to to move on so and then my go ahead sorry I'm sorry and then after that it was praying because I I would pray like Lord bring them back bring them back and then I was like something just changed in me to say you know what Lord let your will be done Hmm. and 
after saying that, because I know how the flesh is, you say one thing and then when it happens, you're like, no, no. So I'm like, Lord, let your will be done, but help me to accept your will. So when I got that. Those are dangerous prairies. Oh, man. Very, very dangerous. I mean, I, I would literally go to work and just go right in the closet. I slept in that closet. I remember the girls would come in and sleep in there with me while I was praying. I, I just submerged myself into it because I couldn't do it by myself. I just couldn't. I didn't know how to. And I couldn't call. I mean, I had one friend that I told stuff to and it started to reflect in her marriage. And I was like, listen, I can't share anymore with you because I don't want you know, the feelings and what I'm going through, I don't want that to be manifested in your marriage to where now you're hating your husband because something happened to me. It didn't happen to you, but because you love me so much, now you're taking on my pain. Mm. So I had to take it to God. That's the only way that I could take it was to mm. take it to him and just allow him to help me to move on from that. And in doing that, that helped lay down the foundation that I didn't even know that I was preparing for this husband I have now. Wow. Because if, you know, if my home is not ready, right? So I'm just this house walking around. I'm empty. I have nothing inside. There's no chairs for you to sit. There's no stove for me to cook. There's no love in there. There's nothing. It's just empty, an empty void. Who's coming home to this house? No one. So in doing all that prayer and preparing myself, never once did I um, say a prayer that, oh, Lord, prepare me for another man. No, I was done. I was done with man. I was completely done. And I was just working on preparing and healing myself with the Lord's help. Amen. Wow. And by preparing myself, he saw something and said, you know what? Now let me give you what you deserve. Not what you chose and not what you asked for, but let me give you what's deserving of you. Let me give you your rib. Mm. Mm. And it was so funny because we would have conversations and I would tell him like, you know, you know, this is what I would wanted my husband to be like this and like that and like that. And then later on, you know, after we got together, he told me, he said, you know, when you tell me those things, I just laugh at you because it was so funny because you was describing me. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I just got, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he was like, yeah, really? For, tell me, thank you for telling me how to be with you. How to wow. take care of you, how to nurture you, how to love you and how, you know, you needed that stern voice. You didn't need that person that you can walk all over. Mm. This is so good. It's how you good. needed that person that was equally yoked. Cause I tell him, Oh, you're going to find your equal. You know, he was, he was with someone and as I was with someone also when I was married, but we were just friends. But, you know, once he, you know, I was going through my divorce and then he got the call that, you know, his so-called girlfriend at the time said, well, God told me that you are not my husband and the relationship was over. 
and he called me and he told me and because we were such good friends that you know we would pray together um if i went to church and i had a um you know whatever sermon was given i'd go and share that with him i'd read all the notes give him all the scriptures and we'd talk about it so when he called me to tell me i was like oh i'm like oh my gosh don't you dare cry over that don't you cry over the fact that that person told you that you are not the one god told i said you tell god thank you because i said you never know you know your your um your yoke is going to be coming that woman that you're equally yoke with and he was like mm. what does that mean what does that mean wow and then here it is i'm the yoke <laughs> wow jules wow i don't think i've ever heard that part I no think you, you that- haven't yeah, you haven't shared that part with me. That was so good. So I got to hear with everybody else. But that was good. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, so much transpired within the relationship. Not even, I wouldn't even say relationship because it was like a, a whole, you know, me getting with the Lord. And again, before that, he was in a relationship. I was married. But, you know, I still would do Bible study with him every once in a while. I think it'd be like every three months, sometimes six months, a year. But in that, it was just a friendship through God. Just what did you hear? What did you hear in, you know, in church today? Maybe you heard something that I didn't hear. We didn't go to the same church. We didn't live in the same city, but just being so hungry for the knowledge of Lord and just wanting to hear someone's, you know, point of view, like, what did you get from that scripture? How did you get that? Wow. Like, how did you get to that point? Because I read it and this is what I got from it. How did you get that? And he's such like a master of deciphering like the Bible. Mm. I'm like, I read it and it's all parables. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Break it down for me. And he's (laughs) able to like break that down. And I just, I just love that to where we can sit and actually talk about the lord like have conversations right and not have it be like awkward like oh who i gotta speak to about that oh i can call my husband yeah wow but no i mean um right after that incident happened and you know the broke up and i was like you know what i'm going to church on sunday do you want to come he was like yeah sure so here it is. I'm not, I'm not late for church, but this this Sunday, I'm late because of the girls, right? Trying to get them ready on time. We just can't make it out. Yeah. He's driving. Um, he heard, you know, from his pastor that, you know, when the Holy Spirit gets you, it's just going to be a just overwhelming feeling and it's just going to take over everything. So he's driving there. And woof. The Holy Spirit just takes over. He can tell the story better than I can. I'm sure I'm missing some facts here. Wait, so so he just told this to us, right? He told this to me and my sister. Um, He just told this to us in the house the other day. Yes. When we were over. So this is around the time when you two were talking? No, we weren't even talking. We were just friends. Wow. We were just friends. And this is, this is how God, I always say God sets you up, right? He sets you up for greatness. And this was the setup. So I invite him to church, right? So that night, the night, the night before he gets the call, God says, you're not my husband. He's talking to me. I talk to him, come to church. 
He comes to church. And then I'm late. I'm not on time. And then he has an interaction with the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit takes him over. It's just an overwhelming praise me, praise me, praise me, praise me. Tell me thank you. Tell me thank you. And he calls me because now he's outside. Boogers and all that other stuff. Snot everywhere. I'm outside. Can you bring me some tissue? Whoa. Now I'm not there yet. But I feel like in my spirit, I feel like this click. Like my spirit said it like he was my husband. Yes. I'm. Yes. Okay. I'm coming. I just got goosebumps again. Oh my gosh. But I'm not there yet. And I'm telling him I'm not there yet. But yes, I'll come. I'll come and bring it to you. And I feel in. And even after I got off the phone, I was like, wow, what was that? That was weird. Like, what was that? What was that feeling? That was weird. So we get to the church. He waits for me. We go in. We sit down. Um, my middle child now, she sits in between us. And the oldest sits to my right. He sits to my left. So we're in there. It's, you know, it's speaking Creole. I'm translating. And you know, he heard before me that I was his wife. Because I noticed he's looking at me weird. And I'm like, maybe he's looking like that because he doesn't understand what they're saying. And I'm translating. I'm like, okay, maybe that's what that is. But then my daughter gets up from in between us. And as soon as she gets up, I hear, this is your husband. And I'm like, oh, no, I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm like, Satan, I see you. I hear you. Nope, nope, nope. I'm rebuking that right now. The devil is a liar. And I said, this is my friend, (laughs) not husband. I'm like, friend. (laughs) Oh, wow. So now after this happens, now here I am, church is over. And I invite him out. Would you like to go out to eat with us? And he's like, yeah, sure. So remember I told you like going backwards when I would go into the prayer closet and I was, you know, praying all that I was praying in the midst of doing all of that. I also had to learn how to not be us, but be me and the kids. Yeah. So I would go out, take them out to the movies. I would take them out to go out to restaurants and eat. And that was something that I just so happened started to do with them to go out and eat. So here I am thinking like I'm preparing me and them, right, for me being single, but I really was preparing myself for being with him. Mm. So he comes out to dinner, you know, to to brunch or whatever it's called, lunch, I, I don't know what it's called, dinner, yeah. it's not really dinner time, but just to go out to eat. We go to Golden Corral and the kids go and get their food. I get mine's and he gets his and he takes like one bite and then he can't eat anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, what's happening? Why can't he not eat? And I'm like, you know what? He must really feel so bad for me that here I am (laughs) divorced with these two kids that he can't even bear to look at me now. Nevertheless, he can't even eat. He can't even bring himself to eat. That's how pitiful I am right now. So pitiful. 
and he's just sitting there. And then on the other hand, while I'm thinking what I'm thinking, he's thinking, Lord, all I've been wanting is a wife and kids. And here it is that this man had a wife and kids and he just left. Hmm. Now, we never said that to each other. Now, again, backtracking again in all the preparation, the praying and doing what I did. So it was um, it was Easter, Easter Sunday. And remember, I said that how I prayed to the Lord and I was like, you know, let your will be done and help me to accept your will. Well, that was that was the day to where I got the news, heard it from God saying he's not coming back. I bursted out in tears. Oh, my God. No, no, no. And then, I, and then something just changed. It clicked in me and go, you know what? Okay, Lord, let your will be done. Help me to accept your will. Mm. And then the following Sunday, this happens. Oh. Wow. Wow. Mm. This, this is, let me, I, I told you, you need to write a novel. It's going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be really good. You are truly a storyteller. I love all of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Glory uh, be to God. So let's wrap up here. Yes. Because we could go on and on. Like you got to come back again, right? Like there's so many people, well, so far I've recorded my sister and she definitely has to come back again. Now you have to come back again because there's so much more um, wealth of knowledge like you were talking about earlier that you could just share with us. Such good nuggets. You know, somebody has to win. Take the L. Um, You know, get ready for your Boaz. Like, don't say, yeah, married and then you get married and you don't want to be submissive. You don't want to make it work. And you have all these strife and issues. Why did you get married? Yeah. You know, and this could go this could go even more because um but I'm but I'm gonna wrap this up. Yes. <laughs> but before I do, um before I do, just I wanna hear what you have to say on um I'm not taking care of no man. When you hear that, what does that mean? Like when a woman says that, what does that mean to you? That means she's not ready. She's not ready to be a wife, right? Because being a wife isn't just like I'm laying with you in bed. What about all the other things, right? Because when a man leaves his family, right, he comes to be with you now. So you are now mother as he is now your father. Wait, breaks. So that's exactly what the culture today, they don't want to be. I, I, I've heard women say, I don't want to be a man's mother. So you're saying when he leaves his mother, you become mother? Is that what you're saying? Yes, because think about it. When you're growing up, I want you to think. It's not that far back. You know the qualities that your dad possessed, right? So as a little girl, our first love is our father, right? Uh And for boys, their first love is their mother. So it only makes sense that when he marries, he's going to marry his mother. Now with my ex, I am not his mother by far, not the mother at all. I'm not who his mother is. That's just not me. 
but with my current husband he'll say it all the time you remind me of my mother you did this and she does this and you and I'm like well that would make sense right that you would marry your mother obviously there was some qualities that you saw in her that you saw in me and that made you feel like this is home so yeah you're gonna marry your mother whoa it it brings us right back yeah same thing with this conversation yep same thing with home wow father there's so many things that just that's my father right there Mm. and when he says something and i feel an ouch i'm like okay dad (laughs) Ah. i'm like okay dad okay father wow because if you really think of think about it are there any qualities that your husband possessed that your dad had has um, I always say Ed is like my mom. Okay. He's like my mom in the sense that, um, he's so like, like, I don't want to use the word critical, mm-hmm. but like, he's like, everything has to be like a certain, he's so analytical, I guess, in that sense. And I guess maybe he's a little like my dad in the sense where, um, you know, if, if he really has nothing to say, he's not going to say anything. Uh, and that's daddy. That daddy just keeps to himself. And that's totally Ed. Like, Ed has, like, he has friends, but I don't see them. But <laughs> um, but he he keeps to himself. He's, he just, and that's daddy. Daddy keeps to himself. Like, at least from what I know, mommy will probably say something else now. But from what I know, remember, your point of view is different, right? Because yeah. you know, we all have good and bad in us. And as little girls and little boys, we take what we want from mommy and daddy. Mm. So what I took away from my daddy is what I got in Ed. And what mm. Ed took away from his mom, that's what he got in me. Mm. So there's a quality in there somewhere that brings yes. it back home there is a quality in there. And then if you see bad and that's what you take, then that's what you will get. Every single person or every woman or every guy wow. that you get with, that's what you will manifest. Because, Ooh. you know, imagine, yeah, you say you're going to wrap this up. <laughs> Listen, I, let me tell you, right, wait, I, wanted, I was going to say, I was going to bring it back, right? I was going to ask you the question, okay, uh, as far as, you know, your mother and your father, like you take it back home. And I was going to ask you, well, what about those relationships that are like so horrible, you know, or, or where their parents treat them horribly or they have trauma from these, um, from mom or dad or when they were growing up. And you just basically hit on the nail just now when you said that. Yeah. And it's because it's, it's what you're, you're, you're manifesting is what you're thinking about, you know, yes. like that confession or that thing that you, ugh, that you have not, like you said, healed from. Yeah, not- and whatever you took from that relationship or whatever you saw, and that's what you thought, oh my gosh, that's not what I want in a man. That's exactly what you pick. Mm. Because yes, my dad had lots of bads. Oh my God, so many bad. But the amount of good that he gave, that's what I decided to take. So having, you know, one girl always getting the wrong guy and then me getting what I wanted out of it and saying, you know what? I remember my first um, father's child. I saw stuff in there and I was like, you know what? I don't want that. Mm. That's not what I'm going to pick the next time. And then with the second one, 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm done completely. So it's like, you know, you just have to tweak it, but you have to, it's like being addicted, right? The first step is saying that I am an addict, right? And then you you call it for what it is. And if you're able to see everything that brings you right there to that little spot right there that makes you pick that same guy or that same girl, you're like, man, why am I attracting this type of woman? Why am I attracting this type of man? It's not them. It's you. (laughs) And you, that's making you think like, Okay, well, this this is what my dad showed me. So that's who I fell in love with. Or this is what I got from my mom. So I'm going to always pick that person. Well, try thinking about all the good that happened and not the bad and pick that person. Mm, so good. So good. I love how we brought it back to home. We started this conversation talking about what did he mean when he called you home? And you brought, we brought it all the way back around to Praise like God. home when we were little kids. So good. Um, I have one question for you, just one before we close here. What is your favorite book, if you have one, that you can tell us? Oh, what oh, book God. are you reading right now? <laughs> what book am I reading right now? Oh, you know what? Where is that book? I did do the five love languages. We read that together. And there is a his and her to the book called Captivating, which is unveiling the mystery of a woman's soul. And then there's a men's version. So he has the men that he's reading. And then I have that one. So his is the um, wild at heart, discovering the secret of a man's soul. Mm. So they're his and her books. Wow. Who is the author? Um, The author for him is John Eldridge. And they're actually husband and wife. And the one for the woman is Stasi Eldridge. And for the woman, it's captivating. And for him, it's wild at heart. Beautiful. Beautiful. Jules, I'd like to thank you so much for this awesome conversation. I am pretty sure the audience will be blessed with so many good nuggets. So many good nuggets. So many takeaways. Thank Uh, you for having me on. Absolutely. (laughs) So good. So now next, you got to get Edwin on here. Yes, I do. I got to get him on. It's going to be so good. Thank you. Uh, I love you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much so much for forgiving we need we now need to think about forgetting that's next if forgiveness is the process god takes us through to heal inner wounds then forgetting would be the removal of the ugly scar and god can even do that thank you so much for listening to this episode i appreciate you i love you i bless you and i see greatness in you Let's walk this thing out. Let's walk it out. Bible talks about working out your salvation. Let's work it out. Let's not be hearers, but doers.